Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled A Pandemic and Bible Prophecy, Part 10. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning global audience of unchurched, self-study people, as well as those who are part of a church, those looking for greater depths in God's Word with a stronger personal study. We also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. A special note. This week has been a very busy week for us. We backed up our computers, then reworked them to use a boot process called UEFI. It is becoming, if it has not yet become, the only and chief standard across the spectrum for booting computers, regardless of your operating system. For this reason, this week, we bit the bullet and reworked both our computers to this more secure boot method, which also provides booting our main computer in just 12 seconds and our newer laptop in 8 blistering seconds. It has turned out to be a big win for us. Please check our show notes for links to our home website and other information you may want to know. Our show notes are found with every episode. We are located on 22 platforms. Check out the list under the podcast menu item on our homepage found at unchurched.site123. Last week, June 6th, we studied part 9 of our look into a pandemic and Bible prophecy in chapter 10 of Exodus. In that study, we found that Scripture said, referring to the plague of locusts, they will cover the surface of the earth so that you will be unable to see the ground. They will eat the remainder of what escaped, what is left over for you from the hail, and they will eat every tree that grows for you from the field. They will fill your houses, the houses of your servants, and all the houses of Egypt, such as neither your fathers nor your grandfathers have seen since they have been in the land until this day. This week, we look at the ninth plague, darkness. This ninth plague is three days of such darkness, so deep one cannot see another. It is interesting that darkness is also found in the tribulation period. The question being, for some reason, or not? However, the answer to that question is another study for another time. This week, scripture reads, The Lord said to Moses, Extend your hand toward heaven so that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, a darkness so thick it can be felt. So Moses extended his hand toward heaven, and there was absolute darkness throughout the land of Egypt for three days. 
no one could see another person, and no one could rise from his place for three days. But the Israelites had light in the places where they lived. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and said, Go serve the Lord. Only your flocks and herds will be detained. Even your families may go with you. But Moses said, Will you also provide us with sacrifices and burnt offerings that we may present them to the Lord our God? Our livestock must also go with us. Not a hoof is to be left behind, for we must take these animals to serve the Lord our God. Until we arrive there, we do not know what we must use to serve the Lord. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and he was not willing to release them. Pharaoh said to him, Go from me. Watch out for yourself. Do not appear before me again, for when you see my face, you will die. Moses said, As you wish, I will not see your face again. From Exodus chapter 10, verses 21 through 29. Notice what was said in the first verse. A darkness so thick, it can be felt. Have you ever been in a place at night that was so dark you could feel it? Well, I have never felt darkness. I have been in places where it was so dark, though, you could not see your own hand in front of your face. You had to touch it to your skin to know your hand was there. Despite my encounter with similar darkness, Scripture defined it as being so dark it could be felt. That is a bit beyond my personal experience that gives me some limited understanding of what is now going on in Egypt found in this Scripture passage. For clearer understanding, commentary tells us, The plague of darkness brought upon Egypt was a dreadful plague. It was darkness which might be felt, so thick were the fogs. It astonished and terrified. It continued three days, six nights in one, so long the most lightsome palaces were dungeons. Now, Pharaoh had time to consider if he would have improved it. Spiritual darkness is spiritual bondage. While Satan blinds men's eyes, they see not. He binds their hands and feet, that they work not for God, nor move toward heaven. They sit in darkness. It was righteous with God thus to punish. The blindness of their minds brought upon them this darkness of the air. Never was mind so blinded as Pharaoh's. Never was air so darkened as Egypt. Let us dread the consequences of sin. If three days of darkness were so dreadful, what will everlasting darkness be? From Matthew Henry's Concise Commentary on the Whole Bible, Public Domain. This commentary passage said two very good things we need to take note of as God's people. First, commentary said, Spiritual darkness is spiritual bondage. 
while Satan blinds men's eyes that they see not, he binds their hands and feet that they work not for God, nor move toward heaven. They sit in darkness. Notice two very important things said here. One, spiritual darkness is spiritual bondage. Two, they sit in darkness. They, being these in such spiritual darkness, are you in spiritual darkness and spiritual bondage because you are unsaved or backslidden? Either way, Satan blinds your eyes that you do not see. Furthermore, he binds your hands and feet that they do not work for God, nor do you move toward heaven. This is a terrible place to be and even linger in, the thought that you cannot be forgiven by God so you can regain your place in God is the greatest fallacy Satan creates in one's mind and heart. Because of our sinful training in life, we respond to this work of Satan quite well. Yet, forgiveness is simply for the asking and the walking away from whatever caused you to sin. It really is that simple where habit has not yet formed. This calls to memory this verse. As far as the eastern horizon is from the west, so he removes the guilt from our rebellious actions from us. From Psalm 103, verse 12. Can you see? Forgiveness is available? You only need to ask for it, and what was unforgiven sin is now gone. Commentary gives some better understanding of that verse in Psalms. It reads, The ingenious figures in Psalm 103 illustrate the infinite power and complete unreservedness of mercy, loving kindness. His fatherly compassion is based upon the frailty and perishableness or the perishable state of man, which are known to God. From Kyle and Delich Bible Commentary on the Old Testament. Secondly, our first commentary passage also asked a really great question that is relevant to us today. It asked, If three days of darkness were so dreadful, what will everlasting darkness be? Imagine that kind of darkness for eternity. I am not sure anyone really can. Yet, those who do not receive Christ as their Lord and Savior will live in such darkness for eternity. We know, too, that the time in which one has a choice is closing. If a person does not receive Christ as their Lord and Savior, Maybe the tribulation period will wake them. However, in the book of Revelation, many, not all, but many just get resentful and angry at God. That is because 
If you are not saved in Christ, you cannot see what is coming. For us today, coming soon now. The collapse of all the good mankind things does not necessarily cause one to turn to God. Many people just become resentful and angry at God, as I said before. Commentary further tells us, the fact that in this case the darkness alone is mentioned may have arisen from its symbolical importance. The darkness which covered the Egyptians and the light which shone upon the Israelites were types of the wrath and grace of God. Henstenberg. This occurrence in which, according to Arabian Chronicles of the Middle Ages, the nations discerned a foreboding of the day of judgment or of the resurrection filled the king with such alarm that he sent for Moses and told him he would let the people and their children go, but the cattle must be left behind. Let it be placed, deposited in certain places under the guard of Egyptians as a pledge of your return. From Kyle and Delich Bible Commentary on the Old Testament. Commentary notes an interesting observation here. The cattle must be left behind. Let it be placed, deposited in certain places under the guard of Egyptians as a pledge of your, meaning Moses and the people, as a pledge of your return. Pharaoh just did not want to release the Israelites and everything that they had. As a result, his hardened heart, like many today, got him nothing and all the ills we have seen thus far. If, like Pharaoh, we too have a hard heart, we will not see the profit from life we so desire. Yes, we may well become wealthy, yet Where is our happiness when that wealth becomes boring? We may well find other forms of great happiness and profit in life. However, will it really make us happy for an unforeseeable length of time? The answer to that question is very doubtful. The Ninth Plague, the Darkness, as Pharaoh's defiant spirit was not broken yet, a continuous darkness came over all the land of Egypt, with the exception of Goshen, without any previous announcement, and came in such force that the darkness could be felt. And one shall feel, grasp, darkness, darkness of obscurity, i.e., the deepest darkness. The combination of two words or synonyms gives the greatest intensity to the thought. The darkness was so great that they could not see one another, and no one rose up from his place. The Israelites alone had light in their dwelling places. The reference here is not to the houses, so that we must 
not infer that the Egyptians were unable to kindle any lights, even in their houses. From Kyle and Delich Bible Commentary on the Old Testament. I think we can see this is an impressive darkness. This is a darkness of human spirit if one is not saved in Christ, where the light of heaven shines like the light did in Goshen. For that light to shine in one's being, heart, and mind, one must be saved in Christ, for that light is a heavenly light that is not human-sourced. Only salvation in Christ brings this light into one's being, their very soul. Hingstenberg supports this with his commentary comment. The darkness which covered the Egyptians and the light which shone upon the Israelites were types of the wrath and grace of God. With that understanding, where do you want to live? In eternal light or eternal darkness? That choice is only your own to make. No one can make it for you. You alone have to make that decision before Christ in prayer. Maybe your first prayer ever. Simply put, where do you want to live? In the wrath, the darkness of God? Or in the light of his grace? Again, this choice is all your own to make. Commentary helped us with understanding why we need to make this choice one way or the other. It read, The nations discerned a foreboding of the day of judgment or of the resurrection. That right there is the result of our decision, one made by making no choice to follow Jesus and the other made by making that choice to follow Jesus. To find out more about choosing Christ, listen to our second episode titled, How to be Saved. Follow the link to it in our show notes in any episode. We will conclude this mini spring series next week and start our summer series the week after next. Next week will be our last to end this study. We will look at the tenth and final plague, death, to see if there is any connection to what we modern-day people face ahead of us. Lay or download next week's episode, A Pandemic and Bible Prophecy, Part 11, from one of our podcast hosts, or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. All Bible quotes without a citation are from the New English Translation Free Version. Also, please check out our show notes for links to our website and other information you may want to know. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched, currently an all-electronic Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. We greatly appreciate serving our international audience. God bless you all.
if you are visiting for the first time. Welcome, and God bless you. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners and new listeners. Thank you all so much. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you will find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled How to Be Saved at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode title Introduction About Us who we are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. If you go to our internet homepage under the podcast menu item, you can find many popular podcast platforms we are found on. We are located at this internet address, unchurched.site123.me. At present, we are located on 22 podcast sites. So, you should be able to find us on a platform you like. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sundays. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. Now, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by grace gave us eternal comfort and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good thing you do or say. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.